Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 8 o'clock hour here on your home of the Cowboys and Rangers. It's DFW Sports Station, 105.3 The Fans. Sean Sharif alongside RJ Choppy. Again, have trouble saying my last name. Uh, let's see if I can get this guy's name correct. Mike Florio, ProFootballTalk.com. Joining us on the DNM Leasing Hotline. And RJ, you will be glad to know he was gracious enough to agree to join us live in person <gasps> next week in Vegas. Oh, baby. Yes, sir. That's good. That's good. We got a lot of things to talk about. Morning, Mikey. Wait, wait Thank you. Oh, Thank you. Hey, wait. You misread my text message. Once you told me the hours that you're on, I told you I'm fully booked next week. I have no availability whatsoever. <laughs> Yeah, I thought that was what you said. I thought maybe someone else wrote yeah, that. I so, didn't agree with it. Yeah, I just didn't, didn't agree with it. What time are you on out there with your fancy TV we're, set? Well, well, I mean, we're not going to be on live 7 to 9. That's for damn sure because it's 4 a.m. in Vegas. We're going to do our show. When we're on the West Coast, we do it 10 to noon, whatever Pacific time is, which makes it 1 to 3 live East Coast time, and then they'll re-air it in the morning slot because how do you get guests at four in the morning? Mm-hmm. How are you going to do that? How are, you're on some ridiculously early hours. You're going to be there and nobody's going to be around. And I know that you got to do what you got to do. Your show's on when it's on in Dallas, but it's just kind of a rough time to try to get maximum, you know, people to sit down and talk to you. Yeah. Unless you have really mm-hmm. good friends that you count on that are going to do it for, yeah. with you for yeah. you. Well, I hope you have some of those. <laughs> Sounds to me like you're using analytics to decide when to oh, uh, do go. your show, but that's just me. Here we go. We'll get into that in a second. Who's on your <laughs> Who's on your guest list for next week? I, you know, I I don't know because I don't put it together. I just show up. I'm at the point now where we know it's going to be a bunch of people. We know it's going to be a lot of fun, and there's really nothing I can do in advance to plan for it. They do a great job of teeing us up with questions and. Between Chris Sims and me, we just have a conversation. We have fun. We try to keep it lighthearted. Get, you know, get, get get the guests to make the plug that they have to make because we know it's all people going around from Gatorade, Old Spice, whatever, and that's why they're there. But we just like to have some fun and, and be a little offbeat and, and just get them relaxed. And, you know, our goal is we want them to, to remember their time with us differently than just that car wash of interview after interview after interview. I can't imagine what that would be like all day long. One set to another, to another, to another. Cause you know, that's how it goes. Yeah. You just go around from set to set. So I don't know. I hope we have whoever is there doing every damn show that happens to be there to, uh, you know, to have guests on next week. And as a reminder, father of mine is available in ebook on Amazon for three ninety nine from Mike Florio, himself, ProFootballTalk.com, and 
football night in America. Is Dan Quinn going to be in D.C. or coming back to the Cowboys as D.C.? Well, the commanders have an interesting dilemma right now. I think they are very interested as to all key hires in creating the impression that whoever their first choice is, that's who they got. And I think their first choice was Ben Johnson, the Lions offensive coordinator, who told them no thanks the other day. So if you're the commanders, do you hire somebody from the list of candidates you've already considered and try to create the impression that was your first choice all along? Or do you suddenly go off the board and start interviewing other people, which will create the impression you clearly got spurned by Ben Johnson. He was your first choice. You didn't get him. And now you had to go back to the drawing board and you start pulling on other names. So it helps Quinn if they're, if they're so concerned with, with the, the PR aspect of it, the sales aspect of it, the idea everybody wants to work for us. Nobody, nobody in their right mind would say no to us. It helped Quinn, Eric Bieniemy, the other people that they've already interviewed, because then they can sell this idea, we got our first choice. I, I think they just need to say at this point, okay, we wanted Ben Johnson, we didn't get him. Let's see who else is out there. Let's broaden this. Let's take our time. There's no rush. We don't have to hire one of the people we've interviewed. So I still think it's a tough sell to put Dan Quinn on the sideline after giving up 48 points to the Packers. I don't know that that's going to inspire any fan base right now. And I'm sorry. I know that sounds harsh. Don't give up 48 points to the Packers in the wild card round of the playoffs, and you avoid that. I just think it's going to be very difficult to get any fan base to get excited about Dan Quinn being the head coach after what we saw in his last game with the Cowboys. You, what a, uh, you, hang on real quick. You made a lot of news here about Belichick Cowboy possibilities. A lot of headlines. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Barry threw some gasoline on that the other day saying, oh, I want to make it clear. I could definitely work with Belichick. We've heard from Howard Eskin, Philadelphia, and Jeff Laurie would never consider it. We saw from you that he wants to stay away from major media markets. So sort through all the Belichick stuff and... Double down, retract, what happened, and and where do we go from here? Well, first of all, Howard Eskin, who I love, works for the Eagles, so I don't expect him to say anything other than the party line. Others have reported that the Eagles would potentially consider Belichick if it goes sideways with Nick Sirianni. I think that Jerry just decided, look, we know he's got the reputation for not wanting to pay people to not work. He didn't want to pay Mike McCarthy to not work. That's one of the factors. Mike McCarthy's under contract. He would have had to pay him his full salary to have him go away. And I still come back to this idea that, and look, Jerry's been great for the National Football League. He's been great for the Cowboys. I can't help but wonder how much of this supposed obsession of his to win another Super Bowl is just bluster aimed at keeping the fans engaged, keeping the Cowboys as popular as they are, keeping the Cowboys relevant to every conversation. Nationally, we're talking about the Cowboys when we have no reason to be talking about the Cowboys. He's a master of that. If he really wanted to go all in and you've got the team that you believe is ready to go and you have one of the great coaches of all time available, how do you not? If you're confident you can work with him, as he said, if you're confident that everyone can get along and they can make this work, how do you not? hire Bill Belichick to come in and try to get you over the top. Unless at some level when people say this, he doesn't want to give any of the credit to anyone else, and Belichick's going to come in and take the limelight and take the credit if they make it to the top. And so, look, I, when he says something like what he said the other day, how do you look at it and say, oh, it's just for show, he really doesn't believe it? I mean, he really put that out there. I'm surprised he said it. If it were anybody else, I wouldn't have believed it. Jerry's the one guy that I could see saying that. So Belichick's in play. How is he not in play for next year, for 2025, based on what Jerry said? The question becomes, what do they do this year? What do they decide to do after this year? And is Belichick even available? If I'm the commanders right now, and I'm looking at the possibility of Belichick landing in Dallas next year, or maybe Philly, and the Giants are always linked to Belichick, I'm taking a closer look at whether or not I can make it work with him now so he's not available to be hired by one of my arch rivals next year. But, yeah, what Jerry said underscored a lot of the stuff that we've been talking about. And I don't know how close it came. I don't know how serious it got. But it would be foolish to think there wasn't at least some conversation between Jerry Jones and Bill Belichick at some point, at some level. I know he denied it, but there had to have been some consideration given. Why did it take three days before they issue a statement to the world that Mike McCarthy's coming back. Mike, why are Belichick and Vrabel not with a team right now? And is Vrabel being, like, punished for basically Bill's style of coaching, in a way? Three weeks ago today, Robert Kraft explained that the notion that Bill Belichick would accept less power than he'd had to stay in New England would not be practical because it would be confusing if you have a guy that's had that much power for that long and all of a sudden he doesn't have it, it makes it just very difficult and very awkward. I think that concept is transferable to most of these other teams that are looking for coaches. You go in there 
And I think this is true anywhere except Dallas, where the owner is the guy who's in charge of the roster. Any other place, and you go in there and there's a general manager half your age, and that's the person who's got the power. And Bill says, yeah, you know what, I accept that. How does that really work day in and day out? When that general manager wants to pick a receiver from Boston College in the fourth round and Bill Belichick makes a face, and you know Belichick doesn't want that guy, even though the GM's the one who's got the power to make those picks, Bill Belichick carries around and just oozes out of him. You can't clip his wings. You can't put guardrails on him at this point. I think that's why the teams that have the structures in place, like the Falcons weren't going to blow up their front office for Bill Belichick. Rich McKay won that power struggle because I believe, from what I've been told, Arthur Blank, the owner of the team, wanted to hire Bill Belichick, but it was going to take too much to accommodate him. And I think Vrabel, the fact that he's you know, been in arm wrestling matches with general managers because he believes things should be done a certain way and he's been effective and successful, it doesn't make it conducive to hiring a guy with a big personality like that and a guy who's used to being able to get his way. When you have an established structure in place, it makes it harder to fit. And that's what we have to remember. Even though it's about winning, 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 there are people who want their jobs. There are people who want work to be a certain way. And when you have a head coach who is too strong in his ideas and how he expresses them and what he wants and what he's going to get, it just makes it harder for everybody to have the work experience that they'd like to have. Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk, uh, joining us here on 105 Through the Fan. Brady looks like he's in uh, next year. So where does Greg Olson go and why should he take over for Collinsworth? Well, I'd be, (laughs) yeah, thank you. Thank you for that part. I've seen no reporting about the specifics of Greg Olson's contract, but when he said recently to Richard Deitch of the athletic, that he's going to explore all opportunity. My guess would be that if, and when somebody offers him a number one spot with another network, that he'd be able to walk away from Fox whenever he wants. And I think it would be wrong for Fox to get in his way. I mean, I understand that, Hey, they, well, hey, we got an opportunity to get Tom Brady. We got to get Tom Brady, regardless of whether or not Tom Brady's going to be any good. And what a tough spot for him. Yeah. Everybody loves Greg Olson. You know that Tom Brady's going to be polarizing. People are going to hate him. People are going to complain, even if their complaints are unfounded. They're just going to complain because they don't like Tom Brady. Yeah. So, I think Olson sits tight. And I, you know, what you have to ask yourself is. If you're one of the other networks, and I'm not going to name networks, and I'm not going to name analysts. I'm just talking about this conceptually and broadly. It's just like what a football team does. A quarterback's available. Is he better than the quarterback that we have? Should we move on from the quarterback we have and take the quarterback who's available? Well, how much is it going to cost us if we do it? Well, we got to buy out the person that we already have. we got to pay the, the new quarterback. Are we willing to do it? That's the, the thinking that I, that I believe – is just basic commonsensical business considerations that these networks could engage in. Whichever one it is, name your network. Do we hire Greg Olson and do we write a big check to our current number one analyst to ride off into the sunset? You had a, uh, how much time did you have to dedicate to your day on the analytics tweet you had a couple days ago where you said a coach told you that analytics is just a way for people who never could have gotten jobs in football to get jobs in football. How much time do you think I spent on it? You guys know me. How much time do you think I spent on it? You know, you could go down a rabbit hole or you could just flush it. I'd one of the two. 
listen, I've been doing this a long time, and I understand what social media is, what it's about. I understand that certain things are going to get people riled up. And if you bog down your day worrying about that stuff, you get nothing done. One of the benefits of being busier than you want to be with PFT, which takes up a ton of my time, with my writing projects, which give me balance and sanity, and it's resulted in eight different manuscripts being written over the last three years, I don't have time to stop and think. But when I hear something from a co- and I can't tell you who told me, but man, if I told you, you'd crap your pants. <laughs> it's real. You've got people who are experts in things other than traditional football skills, personnel evaluation, coaching, X's and O's, who created an industry that is valuable. There are limits to the value of it, but it is a way to get into these organizations. It started in baseball and it's spread over to football. And you've got teams now that have a staff with multiple analytics people, very smart people, accomplished people. The owners like having them around. The owners like talking to them because they, they do a good job of communicating with the owners. And, you know, somebody told me a couple of years ago when I was compiling information for playmakers, owners are in a position now when it's time to sit down and talk to the coach. The coach used to bamboozle them with jargon. Now the owners are in a position because the analytics crowd has – given them things they can say back to the coach and have a real conversation and a real debate and not just sit there and listen to whatever the coach says. So I think there's natural tension between the, the coaches and the people who are crunching these numbers that from time to time advise the coaches on what they should do. So, so really to answer your question, I've spent far more time talking about it <laughs> right now than I did worrying about it after I put out there, which is hundred percent accurate. And again, if I told you who told me, you guys would say, holy crap. Mike, is there any way that Dak's deal doesn't get redone and extended this offseason? $59.4 million is his cap number for 2024. The only way that his deal isn't extended is if the Cowboys say, fine, we'll deal with $59.4 million this year. We'll let him become an unrestricted free agent next year will carry more than $35 million in dead cap money for 2025 on top of the 59.4. We've got $90 million plus in unallocated cap dollars that are going to hit the Cowboys cap this year and without an extension next year. Mm. With an extension, you can account for all that and smooth it out and kick the can. And look, the cap dollars are eventually going to hit anyway. But with the cap going up as much as it is, the relative impact of those cap dollars goes down over time. That's why you see teams always looking to push cap dollars out into the future. It hurts less in the future than it does now. And that's what, Dak's got all the power here. They screwed this up, guys, by not extending him after his third year. They wrote out the final year of his rookie contract at a very reasonable rate for them, and then they didn't sign him to a new contract after his, con- his rookie contract ended. They did franchise tag for a year. By the time he was in his second franchise tag, he had them over a barrel, That four-year, $160 million contract was masterful from his agent's perspective, and now they are stuck. The choices are pay him a market value contract or deal with a $59.4 million cap number this year, $35 million in his name next year, Mm. and good luck putting a competitive team on the field if that's what you have to do. Father of mine available in ebook on Amazon for $3.99. Buy them all up so Mike comes on with us in Vegas. We'll have your coffee ready. Thank you, sir. Just put me on the last segment of the show, please. Final <laughs> segment of the show. Thank you. Thank you, KMC Cancel. For you on the DNM Leasing Hotline, why Choppy says we're usually picking, we're usually going at y'all, we're usually criticizing you. 
But apparently we all need to be thanking Gen Z next. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 